You're tuning in to another episode of Talking Sense, a podcast where we chat to experts to find out exactly what we need to know to get ahead. Here at Talking Sense, we ask the questions that you want to know, and we get industry professionals to answer them. It's a platform to learn a little about a lot. of Talking Sense and here today we have Matt Armstrong, he's a Senior Associate at Clark Cairn Lawyers and he's here to talk to us about first homeowners grants and first homeowners concessions. So we're talking everything you need to know if you want to buy your first home. Great to have you here Matt. Thanks so much for having me. So we're going to kick off the episode with the Financial Five that we do each episode. So are you ready Matt? I'm ready, let's go. Private or public health? Private. Retail or self-managed super? Retail. Property. Do you consider it an investment tool or just for your home? I think it's useful for both. Shares. Self-managed or managed portfolio? Self-managed. Cash money. Term deposit or high interest rate online account? Term deposit. Well done. That's that's the hardest (laughs) bit over and done with. All right. So we're talking everything about buying your home. And so I haven't bought a home before, but I hope one day too. And I know that when you buy a house that there's a lot of costs involved that just aren't associated with the purchase price. And one of those things I've heard is transfer duty. So I think the best thing to start off with would be, we're gonna buy a house and someone says you need to pay transfer duty on top of that. Can you explain to me what transfer duty is and how it works? Sure, thanks for the question. It's a good starting question. Um, In short, it's a tax. Um, we don't like tax. Well, you as the economics probably do like tax, I'm not sure. So transfer duty um, has often been referred to as stamp duty when mm. the government stamped, physically stamped your contract and your transfer. Um, it's now known as transfer duty and you pay transfer duty on various things, not just property. There's other types of duty such as vehicle registration duty. Uh, but for the purposes of uh, today's topic, which is property, um, I'll just talk more about transfer duty, which... Uh, Uh, the Office of State Revenue administers on behalf of the State Government and the liability to pay transfer duty arises in Queensland within 30 days of your contract being dated. Uh, However, you can extend that out uh, for certain uh, circumstances such as if your contract is subject to finance, you might have a building and pest inspection, uh, you might be buying off the plan in which case you don't have to pay transfer duty until the plant registers. So in those circumstances, you might have signed a contract some time ago and you're not liable to pay that until closer to settlement. Right, okay, so I've signed a contract, I'm ready to buy a house, I have to pay this tax at some point. There's some exemptions though, right? Tell yep. me the exemptions. I wanna I want know how I can get out of this tax, if I can, yes, yeah, this one time. There are some limited exemptions, but like with most taxes, uh, there's not many. So a couple of exemptions that are quite common are charitable institutions, such as churches, schools, or using land for an educational purpose. Uh, There's also an exemption for transfer duty where a trustee in bankruptcy takes control of someone's property. They're not liable to pay transfer duty because they're just administering someone's property. Uh, But probably most relevant to your listeners would be the exemption from transfer duty when uh, you transfer your house uh, to your spouse. There's a couple of rules around that. You've got to be transferring it by way of gift, so your partner can't be paying you for joining the property. Uh, you have to be transferring to a spouse. You can't be uh, adding, for example, a friend or your brother to uh, the title of the property. 
after you own the house, you must own it equally. So there can't be a one-tenth interest and nine-tenths interest, for example. And you must use the home for your principal place of residence. So this exemption only applies to the family home. Okay. So there must be a difference between exemption and concession then, because obviously we're here to talk about first homeowner concession. So might be a good time for you to let me know, what, what's the first homeowner concession then? That's another great question. So the exemptions limit your liability for transfer duty in total, and the concessions just reduce that amount. So uh, the first home concession uh, is one of the most common and it's available for purchasing your first home, uh, provided that house is worth less than $550,000. Uh, the government considers that if you can afford a house for more than that, then you don't need their assistance. Um, and this is often while you'll see just practically while many uh, new apartment buildings uh, have a decent amount of stock value uh, at around or just under 550000 okay. to try and capture that market. So if you purchase a property that's under 550000 you don't need to be paying what is the transfer duty? That's correct. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I mean, that's probably a pretty good price to be buying a property out in your first time anyway. So tell me how are you eligible for the first home in concession? What are the requirements? To be eligible for the first home concession and reduced transfer duty from the state government, you need to have never claimed another concession, such as the first home vacant land concession. Now that's a separate concession where you might purchase a block of land and build your home. Uh, you must have never held an interest in land anywhere in the world. Now this one captures people out a fair bit because uh, often people think that it just is related to buying land in Queensland or Australia, but you can never ever own land anywhere in the world. Uh, and you must move into the home and live there on a daily basis as your principal place of residence within the first year after settlement. And you must not sell the property before you move in. So this avoids people renting it out and really using it as an investment property. Okay. Interesting. So then if you are buying somewhere under 500000 you won't be paying concession. And what about if you are, say, buying somewhere that's just over 500000 Is it scaled or is it just a blanket? Yeah, to be eligible for the first homeowner's concession, uh, it is a drop-dead price of 550000 or under. Okay. However, if you're buying a property and intend to move into that for your home, uh, you are eligible for a different concession which is called the home concession and all that you need to uh, uh, have for that is to move into the home and live there on a daily basis within one year of settlement uh, and not sell the home before you move in. So those other requirements, more strict requirements about it being your first home uh, do not apply. Uh, therefore what this does is reduces your transfer, transfer duty liability on your principal place of residence no matter how many properties you've owned in the past. Okay, cool. That's that's good to know. So even after you've bought your first home, there are concessions going forward where you're for your principal place of residence, and that's something to keep in mind. That's correct. You'll, you'll always be eligible for the home concession yeah. uh, on every property that you use as your home. Cool, cool. Right, okay, so that is concessions and what you have to pay and how you can reduce that. How about the first homeowner's grant? How, how does that differ and what does that involve? First homeowner's grant is different. It's a state government initiative uh, to help first owner homeowners obtain their first home sooner. But really this is also uh, designed to stimulate the building and construction industry as it only applies to brand new properties. So 
unlike the first home concession and the home concession which apply to any property, the first homeowner's grant only applies to new buildings. Right. So that's new that freshly built or new that no one else has ever lived in both or and can you build it yourself? So the rules around obtaining the first homeowner's grant is the property uh, can never be occupied as a place of residence previously so it's it's got to be a new build and it can never have been sold as a place of residence so what we're looking at here is either a, a new build so buying a block of land and uh, engaging a builder and building your own house or buying a, a brand new apartment off the plan for example from a developer okay. um, and the grants currently fifteen thousand dollars uh, $15,000 from the state government, but it has previously been $20,000 in the past, so it's just been reduced uh, this year, 1 June. Okay, so when you're saying you get this grant, so once you've um, signed a contract, got your mortgage, how do you actually get this money? Does it go towards your deposit, towards your mortgage, straight into your bank account? Yep, so to, I'll probably just touch first on your eligibility, just, mm -hmm. uh, just so your listeners are aware of that. Um, so you've got to be 18, 18 years of age or older, you've got to be an Australian citizen and you must have never owned property in Australia before to obtain the grant and unlike the uh, home concessions which were, or sorry, the first home concession which was uh, $550,000 or under, this is $750,000 or under for a new build and you must move into your home within uh, one year after settlement and continue to live there for six months to be eligible. Okay. And that's when then you get the money, provided you meet these. That's correct. Typically yeah. what will happen to obtain the grant is that your financier, if you're obtaining a mortgage, which you typically would be for your first home, they'll factor that into the loan and help you with the paperwork. However, if, if for some reason you're not using a bank, then you are eligible to claim the first homeowner's grant for a period of up to one year after settlement. So there are different options, unlike stamp duty, which must be paid at settlement. Uh, you can claim the grant back, but what we see day to day is that most banks uh, require you to apply for it. They do it on your behalf, factor it into your loan, and really you'll never see that money. It's okay. just less on your home loan. Right, right, okay. So I can't just go shopping or on a holiday with my, my free $15,000. <laughs> no, That's no. a shame. <laughs> Good to keep in mind. So if I do get the um, homeowner's grant, can I rent my property out? Yeah, you can rent out one or more rooms when you obtain the first homeowner's grant. That's okay, provided that you continue to live in the home there for a period of six months continuously okay. and continue to use the home as your principal place of residence, um, even if someone else is there with you. Uh, the renting requirements in relation to the first home transfer duty concession and the home transfer duty concession are much more strict though as they've got strict requirements around disposal. Basically what that means is you can't rent it out at all, not even a room and uh, you must continue to live there uh, for a period of 12 months after settlement. There is an exemption however that if the property is tenanted which you buy it, which is, is fairly common, uh, it, the tenants must move out within six months. Okay, so if I'm going to buy my first home and I buy a new apartment, I can rent out a room to my sister, Caitlin, and I can get some money. That's correct. But if I'm going to buy, but that's not getting the concession, but if I'm going to old house and I'm just getting the concession, she would have to live with me for free. That's correct. Ooh, we'll have to see what happens. Okay, that's good to know. So, a bit confusing. If you're having both, if you buy a new apartment and you apply for the first home concession, 
I assume that the concession strict requirements over, override and you can't rent it out to anybody. That's correct. If, you, if you're buying off the plan from a developer and you're getting both the first homeowner's grant and the first home transfer duty concession, you really can only be the only person living there or jointly with your spouse who is also applying for it. There's no ability to rent the property out. Uh, otherwise, the Office of State Revenue can claim back some of that uh, transfer duty and there are other penalties, unpaid interest. Um, so really, you need to live in your first home for the first year on your own. Okay, good. That's good to know. I mean, probably when you first buy a home anyway, you probably want to live in it by yourself maybe, not, not sure, but that's good to know, good to clarify because I think um, often the terms and conditions associated with grants and concessions can be quite confusing, so yeah, quite daunting. appreciate what you're doing for us, Matt, and helping it, you know. You said um, earlier that the grant recently changed as of June. That's the correct. Amount. So yeah. how, how often do these grants and concessions change? So what's, and what's the best way to, to know about that, to stay up to date? That's right. So previously, the first homeowners grant uh, changed 1 June 2018 this year. The current Queensland transfer duty rates have been uh, effective in their current rates since 2012. Um, and as these are state concessions, taxes, they're managed by the Queensland Government. So you can stay up to date with updates via the Queensland Government budget and, and their social media announcements. But more importantly, if you follow Clark Can or myself on social media, yeah. uh, we regularly provide alerts and updates, uh, not only on the first homeowner grant transfer duty concessions, but many other legal updates as well that impact you day to day. And so there's concessions not just in Queensland, obviously we're here based in Brisbane, but we're not gonna just keep ourselves to a little brizzy town. We're looking also Australia-wide. So there's concessions Australia-wide and people can look at their governments in similar ways you would to the Queensland government? Yeah, that's certainly right. The first homeowners grant was initially a Commonwealth initiative to be managed by the different states. Um, so you can claim the first homeowners grant currently in every state or territory and the amounts do differ. Uh, and there's also home and first home stamp duty concessions in each state as well. Different amounts for different jurisdictions, but they are they national. Do exist. Okay, that's good to know. Alright, any other tips, Matt, that you can give us? Basically, it's good to have a lawyer to go to to clarify some of these questions. You need a lawyer when you're selling a house, buying a house. Um, but you obviously see a lot of property, you see it as a very positive thing to be involved in and so as millennials property is something we should be aspiring towards. So that's great and we really appreciate you coming on board with us, we're new at this so you've, you've taken a leap of faith in us <laughs> and we appreciate that so thanks for coming along. Again this was Matt Armstrong, he's the Senior Associate at Clark Can Lawyers and you can look for him on LinkedIn if you feel like reaching out and just tapping into more, more of his knowledge. Yeah, if you also have any further questions for Matt that we didn't cover. Um, yeah, send them in, definitely. definitely. And yeah, more than happy to answer any of those questions. Cool, and you can find us on LinkedIn and Instagram, Twitter, and those sort of things, so any questions, send them through. Awesome, thank you. Thank you.